0: health warriors. You're listening to podcast number three. Hey there, friends, mental health warriors, family, anybody new who's listening. um, I appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode of crafting mental health. All right, first things first, let's answer last week's question. Which was if you could choose between never sleeping again or never eating again, which would it be and why? So, here is my answer to that question. Um, I may have answered it in, um, you know, on Facebook or, um, you know, in the chat, um, but. You know, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, here it is again. So my choice is I would probably never want to eat again if I had to choose between those two. I would prefer not to have to ever choose between those two because I really, really love both of them. But if I had to choose, I would probably choose to not eat again um, because I think I love my sleep more than I love food, if that's even possible. But. Um, I, you know, I was sitting there thinking about this question. I was like, okay, let me weigh out the pros and cons. Well, if, um, if I don't sleep enough or sleep, yeah, if I don't sleep enough and sleep good, then that's actually going to affect my mental health. A lot more than not eating, so and I figured like, well, if I don't eat, then I will lose weight. So that would also improve my mental health. So there's more pros in not eating than there is in not sleeping, in my opinion. So and I know this was kind of like a, a weird question, but uh, there you have it. So um, I'm love re- reading each of you guys' responses and the conversation. I love it. It's, uh, it's awesome. Thank you for for you know participating. You yeah. Like I said before, getting the conversation started. So um, at the end of this episode, we'll have another uh, fun question because this uh, topic today is um, is going to be quite a lot, and it's going to take a lot of brain power. So we're going to have another fun one at the end of this episode. So, but with that being said, let's dive into this week's um, this week's episode and this week's topic, which is going to be bipolar. And the different levels of bipolar. Um, if you haven't heard my, um, you know, this episode two, that's where I talked about when I when I was diagnosed with bipolar, and um, I remember sitting in the doctor's office, and he said you know, um, my diagnosis for you is bipolar. I'm just trying to figure out if it's going to be bipolar one or two. And I looked at him and I'm like, there's more than one level. And uh, he just kind of laughed. He's like, yeah, there's actually three main levels of bipolar. So we're going to dive into what those are. So first one is um, bipolar one. And if you look at, um, you know, TV shows. Um, I know there's a show that that my son watched. Uh, the called Shameless, and one of the characters in there has bipolar, and that is your typical bipolar one. Now, just a disclaimer here: anything that I'm sharing today is, you know, based on my own research, my own experience, my own opinions. What I'm saying isn't isn't like the end all. I encourage everybody, go do your own research, go, go read up, go find out, go answer your own questions. So, you know, I'm not a mental health, um, practitioner or any doctor of any form. Um, and you know, so I just, you know, just letting you guys know that everything that I'm talking about is, is based on my experience, my perspective, and, um, you know, the research that I've done ever since I got diagnosed. So, um, but in my opinion, you know, what we see on TV um, about, you know, the characters um, when they have bipolar, those are typically the most severe cases, you know, because you know, nobody wants to hear about the minimal cases because it's not as, as dramatic. So in the, in the movies and TV shows, what you'll see when people are di- um, have bipolar, it's typically bipolar one. So what is bipolar one? So um bipolar 1 um when it has well basically bipolar in general is a mood disorder. So it basically your mood swings from one end to the other end like from one extreme one extreme to the next. And um with bipolar 1 basically your manic episodes which is your extremely high spirited or high episodes um for a bipolar one person, those can be really extreme. And it can even go as far as, um, the person can go into psychosis where they can have a psychotic break and, um, it can be really bad. And, um, from what I've heard, um, people with bipolar one, when they do go into these manic episodes, they have, um, typically they'll have, um, Um, memory loss or gaps in, in time where they don't remember what happened, or they kind of wake up somewhere and they don't know how they got there. It it can get, it can get pretty bad. Um, and it's because one of the things in during this manic episode is the decreased need of sleep. They can go days without sleeping because they don't need it because their mind is so busy constantly. You know, you're, you're talking super fast. You have all these thoughts, um, and, and, you know, you just, you don't sleep, you, you can sleep, you, you have too much energy. Um, and so therefore, by the time, like if a week has gone by without barely sleeping, you know, nobody can survive that, you know, so nobody can mentally be okay after not sleeping for about a whole week, you're going to have some severe issues. So, um, and that is what, you know, with bipolar one, that's the, the hardest part is the, is the manic episodes. And, um, So then um, on the flip side of that, normally when someone um, comes out of a manic episode, they typically go into a depressive episode. And, um, you know, I I think a lot, most people know what depression looks like, but I'm still going to cover those symptoms here in a minute. Um, Then, you know, for bipolar 2 people, um, you have what's called hypomanic, which is, a heightened, um, you know, you have more, um, more energy, you have this uh, feeling of grandiosity, where, you know, everything feels great, you have so much more confidence, you're feeling on top of the world, you, you know, but there are also the, you know, the same um, symptoms that that falls under the manic episodes of like, um, increased risky behaviors, um, like speeding or reckless spending money or hypersensia, sexuality, where you will just want to go have sex with whoever, who, whomever, you know, is available basically. Um, and, um, the other thing is there's, um, you increased activity. So you're, you're working on a lot of projects at the same time and you're restless. You, you're, um, you know so you, your mind's just all over the place. And uh, for bipolar two, when you have your hypermanic episodes, you know those those severe ex, um, severe high is not as severe. So you feel like you have a lot more energy. You feel like you're getting a lot more stuff done. And for me, when um, I had my hypomanic episodes, I just felt like, man, I don't have depression. I feel great. I'm getting so much stuff done. I got so much energy. I can, you know, I have all these grand ideas. I'm gonna start this business. I'm gonna start this project. Needless to say, I have a lot of half-empty or half-completed projects. Um, yes. So for anybody who's been at my house, you probably see a lot of those half-finished projects because normally I flip from my um, from the hypermanic to my depression stage before I'm done with the project. So, um, but then again, once you come out of those um, hypomanic episodes or the manic episodes, you go into the severe depression and the uh, depression symptoms, for those of you who don't know those, what those symptoms are, it's increased sadness or despair or loss of interest in activities that you normally would enjoy. Um, the feeling of your worthless um, you're guilty that you're being a burden on your family. You're extremely tired. You you just want to kind of roll up in a in a ball and just you know lay on the couch and not do anything. Um, you you either want to you know you struggle to sleep as well, but you can also sleep too much. You might uh, want to eat more, or you might even want to eat less. Um, so and, and and you just like you, you're your overall movement has slowed down and then you also, it's difficult for you to concentrate. And, um, and then in, in some cases there are the feelings of, um, wanting to end it all, um, thoughts of suicide. Uh, there's a thing called suicide ideation where it's not that you're wanting to kill yourself or wanting to commit suicide. It's more just the thoughts of doing it. And it's almost like you can't help these thoughts. They just come into your head and, and, Um, and a lot of times people don't talk about that because they feel like they feel embarrassed. And that wasn't my case. I would have these thoughts come into my head. And first of all, I would think like, what in the world am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? I don't want to end my life, but these thoughts just keep coming into your brain, you know, and, and it's like nonstop in some instance. And, um, And then I feel bad. I don't want to share with anybody that I have these thoughts because I don't want people to think I'm crazy or I don't want people to lock me up in a mental hospital because I'm going to hurt myself because that's not what it is. It's just I keep having these thoughts. And um, so that's, that's why a lot of times people get misdiagnosed because they are not talking about all the symptoms they're having because they're embarrassed. And that was in my case how it is. Um, now that I've been diagnosed, I actually went, when I saw my doctor, I said, you know what, I'm going to just be honest. And, um, you know, and my doctor also told me, unless I feel like you're actually going to hurt yourself or hurt someone, that's the only time I will have you, you know, committed. Otherwise what you share with me, you're, this is a safe place to share. And, um, so therefore now I can tell my doctor exactly what I'm thinking, when I'm thinking it, and we can actually like lay it out and see like, okay, why am I thinking this? And then challenge those thoughts and ask, you know, why am I thinking it? What triggered the thoughts and try and figure out how to stop the thoughts from even happening, if that's possible. But also just to, you know, remind myself that those are just thoughts. It's not, I don't have to be scared of it. And obviously I'm not going to act on it. So that was just, um, you know, kind of digress there for a little bit, but yes, just wanted to touch on that. Um, and then, um, for the, the third version of bipolar is, um, and I hope I pronounced it right, I actually had to look up how to pronounce it, it is cyclothemic, cyclothemic, um, it, um, and what that means is you have these highs and lows, they're not as severe um, as bipolar one and two, but you do have them and they're more frequent. The, the, the changes between the highs and lows are more frequent. So for bi- bipolar one, when they have a manic episode, um, <clears throat> the episode normally lasts for um, more than a week. Um, so yeah, the manic episode lasts for one week and, or more than a week. Um, and sometimes the person can also be you know, irritable during their manic stages. Um, and then when they have the depressive stage, um, you know, that the for a person to be classified as bipolar one, they have to have the manic stage for more than a week and a depressive stage for more than two weeks. For somebody who has bipolar two, their hypermanic stage, um, will last for about four days, only four days. Um, And, um, then for, um, and then their depressive stage also needs to last for longer than two weeks. And I, um, to my understanding is to be um, diagnosed with depression in general, you need to have this feeling of sad and dread and, um, you know, worthlessness and all of that. You have to have those feelings for longer than two weeks for actually to be, um, considered as depression because, um, you know, everybody feels happy and sad you know, everybody has this natural up and downs, but with bipolar, it has, it's, it's more severe and it stays longer. Um, and it, it's more than the normal. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, yeah, so that is the, the, um, the, you know, the a high level of what bipolar 1, and two and cyclothemic bipolar or cyclothemic disorder is. Um, and typically people with bipolar also gets diagnosed with um, general anxiety. Some cases, there's substance uh, abuse disorders or um, and people can be diagnosed with um, multiple other things and bipolar as well. Um, so then, um, so now the next thing that I want to talk about is the different treatments or the treatment that's most commonly given to people with bipolar. Um, so in general, your treatments for bipolar is to be on, um, on medication. So it's medication and also talk therapy or psychotherapy, if you will. Um, so, you know, So the, the common treatment for bipolar one, two or cyclothemic disorder is medication. That's your number one thing. And then talk therapy or psychotherapy will help most most people. Um, and, and in my case, you know, once the medication kinda you know, even me out, I'm, I'm pretty stable. I, you know, I would say I haven't had an episode in, in quite a while. You know, some of the medications that I'm on is also um, a mood stabilizer, you know, as in the movies, a lot of you people would know that uh, um, bipolar people are prescribed lithium. Typically, uh, as far as I know, lithium is only being given to bipolar one patients. Um, And, you know, as with any medication, um, there's, always side effects. One of my side effects of the medications that I'm on is I have a constant ringing in my ear and it it kind of gets annoying after a while, but you know, it, the the side effects Outweigh, or the, the good the medication is doing outweighs the side effects, if you will. I mean, the most common side effect of all these medications is brain fog. You don't remember anything. So, you know, I've always been a list maker, but now even more so, I constantly write things down to remember things. And um, like, I used to be good at remembering just about anything except names don't remember names, never have. Um, but now I'm, there's even moments where I don't even remember having conversations with people. And, and I hate that because, you know, um, I used to be really good at remembering things, things. Um, so I I do a lot of writing down to help me remember. Um, and, um, so for most people with bipolar, bipolar, um, the treatments can be different for each person because each person experiences different. Each person's symptoms are different, so therefore their um, medication cocktails—what they call it—your cocktail is going to be different. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, and there are some more severe treatments than just medication. There's a treatment called. Um, ECT, which is electrovulsive therapy or electroconvulsive therapy, excuse me. So ECT, electroconvulsive therapy. Um, a lot of times that is, it's basically where they um, you know, put you to sleep and then they do um, electric shocks on your brain. So you don't feel anything because you're asleep, but it shocks your brain. And those treatments are normally used to help people with bipolar 1 who is stuck in a manic phase to try and get out of it. Um, and again, this is just the research that I've done. Um, the things that I've seen experienced, um, obviously I've never had ECT. I've never needed it. Thank goodness for that. Thank God for that. Because, you know, um, it sounds, you know, it sounds, it sounds horrible kind of being in that, you know, manic stage and you can't get out. Um, so, um, you know, for me, you know, my bipolar is, I would say on the mild version of bipolar and my medication is keeping me calm or keeping me stable. Um, but yes, you know, as with most diseases, uh, it will progress and it it can get worse over time. If I don't take care of, don't take care of it or don't take my medication, you know, as with anything, if you're not going to take your medication, it's going to get worse. Um, there's there's the question, can you um, be can you have bipolar and not be on medication? There are people out there who have tried it and have found ways to, um, you know, make their symptoms less severe with natural, like changing their diets or taking herbs or um, doing more natural forms. But each person is different. So yes, you can try it. But I would say if you try it, try doing it without being on medication. Make sure you have a support system around you. Like make sure your doctor is aware, your friends are aware. Because sometimes you don't even realize that you're going into an episode until it's almost too late. So if your friends are close, your support system is close. Yes, if you want to try it, try it. Um, But make sure you have your support system around you. Um and you know, as with most mental illnesses or mental health disorders, if you um, if you have, if you're on medication, there's no shame in that. You know, medication makes you feel better and you know, it it, it will make you feel better. And, you know, just like if you have a, a, the um, not the flu, there's not really medication for that, but if you, Um, if you have a heart problem, you take medication for that to keep your heart beating. Um, The other day, I explained this to someone to explain to them, you know, how I see bipolar. Uh, You know, when you have cancer, the cancer is trying to kill you. When you have a heart disease, then your heart basically is trying to kill you. Um, When you have diabetes, your pancreas not, you know, creating enough insulin or creating too much insulin is trying to kill you. And in my opinion, when you have bipolar, your brain's trying to kill you. So um, you got to do what you need to do in order to, you know, keep your body from self-destructing. You know, so um, that's why I, I'm an advocate for, you know, medication. Like If you are medication, take it. It makes you feel better. I can firsthand say that, you know, my mental health medication is definitely making me feel better. I'm a lot calmer. I'm... A lot nicer to be around. You can ask my husband. Um, you know, he was a blessing um, when when God helped me find him. He he definitely he he's been through the ringer with me, and I I greatly appreciate what he has done for me. Um, he's definitely been a godsend. And um, so yeah, that is uh, in a nutshell the different levels of bipolar. I think you know in the future episode I'm probably gonna delve delve more deeply into each level of bipolar, um, and, you know, um, just to, to give some more information and some more input and, um, just, you know, answer possible questions that people might have. So with that, you know, if you have any questions about any form of bipolar or any form of, um, mental health issues, uh, let me know. I like to do research on these things. Um, and I will come back here and, and give you guys the information that I found. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions or you want to just chat with me, you know, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I have a group called crafting mental health podcast. So you just come join the group and come join the conversation there. I also have a email address, Podcast at gmail.com. And, um, then, I mean, you can always, if those of you who have my phone number, text me, call me, you know, I would love to to get together and, uh, you know, just have conversations about this and, you know, um, make you feel like you're not alone going through whatever, you know, issues you're going through, because, you know, I've been through a lot, and I know that, you know, having that someone to talk to that understands what you're going through means the world, and um, so, yeah, that, that um, like I said, that was just a I always want to say it was a high level of what different bipolar levels are. I might in the future have more in-depth um, podcast about it. Uh, again, like my my the purpose of this podcast is to educate and to have the conversation started so that you will understand more of what people are going through. Um, I thought about it the other day that you know, um, I wanted my husband to do more research on bipolar when I first was first diagnosed. And then I thought to myself later on that it's probably hard for him to do the research simply because he doesn't know what he's looking for. He doesn't know what I'm experiencing. So what is he going to research on? You know, because when I was first diagnosed, I was looking into, you know, is what i'm feeling now part of bipolar or is this just normal is you know it, it was this constant asking questions and looking things up and it you know for like i said for my husband he he probably has no idea even where to start so um and and i realized like in order for him to understand what it is that i'm going through i have to explain it to him and i have to to teach him and educate him. And this is the reason for the podcast is so that I can help educate other people so that if you have someone in your life that's dealing with some type of mental illness or mental struggle, that you can see it from their perspective and maybe understand a little bit more of what it is that they're going through. And then also knowing that there's people out there who's understanding what you're going through with what your mental health issue is or what you're you're struggling with. And in this way, we can, you know, you know grab hands and, and fight this fight together and, and walk through life together. And it makes life a little bit easier just having someone to walk with. All right. So we're at the end of this podcast and we're at the fun one. Let's have those this week's question. So for this week's question, um... If you could travel to any time in in the past or in the future, so any era, which one would you choose and why? Um, This is going to be a fun one. I already have my answer. I know what I'm going to say. So um, I'm excited to uh, hear you guys' answers and your thoughts. And I'm excited to connect with you guys. And as always, remember, this too shall pass. So seize the moment Uh, The good ones savor those and remember the bad times or the bad moments is just a moment and it will pass. So um, if you need to reach out, if you have a friend, if you need a friend to talk to, please reach out, call me, text me, send me a message. And, you know, guys, if you know anyone that you think that could benefit from this podcast, please share with them. Um, I would love for more people to hear the podcast and for more people to get the conversation started and help break the stigma of mental health and so we can love on each other and, you know, fight the fight with each other. And, um, so yeah, uh, guys keep fighting, keep taking medication and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.